It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Let's get you on here. Let's talk maybe a little uh, Purdue baseball, whatever else is on your mind. Doesn't want to answer me. Was at the station. Didn't come down to say hi. And then hits me up with this this morning. Yes, I'm golfing, but I should be done by then. What a friend. What a guy. Kyle Charter sent me just a little bit. Uh, I also do have uh, tickets here for you. This is the last Purdue home game of the year. This Sunday, noon 30, Mackey Arena. I've got tickets for you to win. Just text me a boiler up to 765-447-4080. I'll get you in the running. And then uh, we'll draw the winner at the end of the show. That's uh, boiler up. Text that to 765 447 Eight zero, and uh, I, like I said, I'll get you a chance to win these tickets. Purdue, Illinois, Sunday afternoon, last home game of the season, last chance to be in Mackey until like what? October? Yeah, you don't want to miss out on that. It's sold out. National TV. You want to see him uh, take on Illinois? Text me a boiler up to seven six five. Four four seven four zero eight zero. That's the Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline number, and uh, we'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. You know how it goes. It's that easy, folks. All right, let's go ahead and get started. It is the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. All right, boys, high school hoops. Uh, the sectionals kicked off round one last night. Couple of teams moving on. Few teams done for the season. In fact, we have half the local teams remaining, it looks like. Uh, Harrison knocks out uh, Jeff from the tourney with a 54-39 W. They get Kokomo on Friday, 6 p.m. tip time. Uh, West Lafayette season has also come to an end, 61-53 at the hands of Western. CC with, uh, I'll be honest with you, I was a little shocked they lost this one to Clinton Prairie, 42-37 the final. That 12-12 records, uh, their lowest win total since 96-97. That's when they won just 11 games. Faith is moving on. They beat Clinton Central 70-67. The Eagles will get Rossville on Friday night at 7.30. Uh, some Purdue personnel news. Bryce Hampton says he'll be moving on uh, with a, a big thank you to Purdue fans via his social media. Looks like he will head to the NFL Draft. Meanwhile, Lily Stoddard from uh, Purdue Women's Basketball will hit the portal. Uh, That team playing Wisconsin tomorrow night. First round for them of the Big Ten Tournament. Coyotes come out and they just hand it to the Blackhawks. 4-1 the final. That pushes Chicago to the bottom of the central standings. 
sure you don't have a problem with that. They're not going to the playoffs. Might as well get yourself some better draft positioning. Back at home tomorrow to take on the Stars. That'll be another game they're a heavy underdog in. But they've been playing well at home. But then again, they also had Kane, Lafferty, McKay. They're all gone, so... I don't know. We'll see what the rest of the season holds for the uh, for the Blackhawks. Like I said yesterday, I feel bad. Really do. I feel bad for fans of teams that hit this point in the cycle of you win championships. Yeah, that was great. You end up in that uh, salary cap hole. And you're just trading, trying to keep the window open. And then you fall into this part right here where you're just... The rebuild's on. You're trying to pick up those uh, those picks and stuff, thinking about the future, and you're going to have to take the L's for a while. Kind of sucks. Bulls come up short against Toronto, 104-98 that final last night. Their superstars just didn't show up. Levine, 17 points. DeRozan, 13 points. Vooch had to be the leading scorer with 23. Bulls are back-to-back with another game tonight. They're going to head down to Detroit. Six-point favorites against the Pistons tonight. Pacers gave up 39 points to Luka, but uh, they spoil his birthday, 124 to 122. It's Halliburton's birthday, kind of. He was born on February 29th, so uh, he likes to say it's not really his. He's one of those people, you know. It's not really my birthday, but you get it. Halliburton, 32 points, 7 boards, and 6 assists for the Pacers as uh, they pick up that W. And then uh, they are off tonight. I neglected to write down their next game. It's the Spurs. They'll head over to San Antonio tomorrow. That's back-to-back wins for the Pacers for the first time since... But they've only done that one other time in the last 20 games. Back-to-back wins. They haven't done that since they won home back-to-backs, the Hornets and the Trailblazers. And that was uh, how long ago? The beginning of January, the 6th and the 8th of January. If you want back-to-back road victories, the last time they've done back-to-back road victories, uh, you'd have to go back, let's see here. No, no, no. Uh, December 21st and 23rd when they won at Boston, and then they went all the way down to Miami two days later and won that game. Halliburton had two really good games in that one, 33 and 43 points. So maybe it's just on Halliburton. I don't know. There you go. That is the need to know news. Hey, keep texting in that boiler up, 765-447-4080. Get you in the running for those Purdue and Illinois tickets for Sunday's game, Sunday afternoon. If you want to go, we got the tickets for you to win. Text boiler up to 765-447-4080, and let's get you your chance. All right, we'll pick out a winner here at the end of the show. Last night, uh, what happened? What happened in the Big Ten? I was ready to roll Indiana, Jalen Hood, Shafino. Iowa shoots 39% on the road. They're terrible. And then they turned around and shot 55%. They were almost at 70% at one point in the second half. I I checked my stat book. Um, maybe, what, about 15 minutes left to go in the second half, and Iowa actually had more made three-pointers than they did missed shots. 
They shot 56.5% from three. 55% on the night. They knocked down 13 threes and made IU look foolish last night. Made us look foolish. They were six-point dogs in that one. Yeesh. Talk about a letdown for the Hoosiers there. Giving up. I mean, look, we know Iowa can shoot the basketball. They just don't shoot it on the road like that. Well, they shot it on the road last night. IU never had the lead. Ugh. So I'm upset. I'm over 2 on picks this week. That is not how I normally like to roll. It's especially hard when you have good data to support your decisions and it goes awry. That hurts. I mean, darn it, it happens, but it still hurts. So I I put my head down for a good, like, hour just on gambling today. I'm not great in the NBA. I'm pretty good at hockey. And I could not find anything that I was like, hey, I got good, I like, gut stuff. Gut feeling things for you with a little bit of data, but not enough to make things really good. And then when I did find something good, the odds on it were terrible. So here I am forced to go back to the Big Ten. You got two games tonight in the Big Ten. I want absolutely nothing to do with Maryland Ohio State. I just don't. That's tough because you know Ohio State came, comes off that good win. They win at Illinois. They needed it. Maryland needs this, but they are so awful on the road. Maryland at home, 17 and one straight up, 13 and four against the spread on the road. Two and seven straight up, three and six against the spread in their last nine. But I just can't get on board with Ohio State. I I, I can't. Can't do it. Maryland's been at home for four of their last five. They've won four out of their last five. The game they lost at Nebraska, 70 to 66. I just. And I can't. Can you. Legitimately back Ohio State. Does Ohio State make you feel good? No. And it's such a low margin on the spread. So I'm off on that one. That leaves me with what? Great. Penn State Northwestern. All right, fine. Let's dig into it. Penn State Northwestern. Lord help me, I'm taking the under. 134. Penn State, the number one team in the country and taking care of the ball. You know what that means? No quick buckets, no transitions. Ken Palm says Penn State, 316 in adjusted tempo, 299 in average offensive possession length. Northwestern, 299 in adjusted tempo, 297 
and average possession length. Translation, they run slow offenses. Northwestern's offense, 289 and three-point percentage, 302 and two-point percentage, 312 and effective field goal percentage. We know this about Northwestern. They win low-scoring, grinded-out games. The total is under for 62% of their home game, uh, for 62% of their games this season, Northwestern. Nittany Lions are actually pretty decent on defense on the season as a whole. Top 10 in points per possession allowed at the rim and shot selection according to shot quality. Penn State good at defending the screen. They're eighth in the country on points per possession allowed off of pick and roll sets. 26 in points per possession allowed off of off-ball screens. Northwestern, a top-10 team in frequency offensively in both of those offensive sets. There's a hiccup here. Penn State's four out of their last five opponents are shooting 50% or better in their games, so they've wilted a little bit. You take out the Northwestern fiasco at Maryland, which just told you is very good. Northwestern opponents, three-point percentage over the other five games, 19%. This is what it comes down to here for me, okay? So you take that 19% three-point defensive effort for Northwestern. Penn State is 1-6 in in games in Big Ten play where they don't hit double-digit three-pointers. Point totals in those games... 56, 74, which is an OT effort, 45, 60, 63, and then a 74-point effort all the way back in December. So it comes down to that for me. Penn State hits threes, double digits, they're in. They don't, they lose. So that's where it's at for me. They're too reliant on the three. Play some solid defense. Northwestern's offense, not a world beater either. But Northwestern takes away Penn State's, I think, their biggest advantage. And they got to hit the double-digit threes. They just have to. Like I said, 1-6 in Big Ten play if they don't hit it. Uh, I'll take the under. I think Northwestern wins this one. But you're banking on, if you're going to do that, You're banking on the very simple thing that is Penn State not hitting the threes and Northwestern inability to run up the score on Penn State. We know the tempo was there. That makes me feel a little bit better. I'm I'm riding Penn State Northwestern under 134. (sighs) Lord help me. We got to win one here. 0-2 this week and just... Monday, the Harden thing, okay. Last night, the IU thing is just an absolute head-scratcher. We're going to get right. Good data on this here. Let's take it to the bank tonight. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, let's take a look at the Big Ten. Uh, We'll talk about the impacts of last night, where that leaves Purdue, and especially with tonight's games, rooting interest. And uh, we'll also talk to uh, Scott Caitlin from Purdue Sports. Kyle Charters is still on the way here at 3.30. It's the Hammerdown Show. 
Welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017thehammer.com. All right, we're going to go to our uh, Blue Fox Eating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Scott's on from uh, Purdue Sports. I think Caitlin's lurking in the background there someplace, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens here. A, uh, another week as we turn into March here uh, for Purdue Athletics. There's stuff going on. We're at the confluence here. People, uh, Teams are wrapping up, and then teams are beginning, and there's still some on-campus stuff going on here. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, first off, tomorrow night, uh, we both uh, both basketball teams play Wisconsin. The men are up in Madison. The women actually up in Minneapolis. That's their first round game against uh, the Badgers for the Big Ten tournament. Uh, so uh, don't forget that the women's game is on BTN. The men's game is on Fox Sports 1. Baseball and softball are on the road this weekend, both in North Carolina, but uh, yeah, hopefully Caitlin's still back there. We can still get uh, season tickets for baseball picked up right now, right? Yes, you can. Yep, get them online at PurdueSports.com. And then we want to remind you, too, Scott, softball. We do, there, there's no tickets for softball this year. You don't need to. That's uh, You're free to walk right in. That's correct. Yeah, and our first home game is March 21st. Put it on the uh, put it on the calendar. So changes there for softball. Make sure you pick up your, uh, your uh, baseball tickets. All right. So that takes us into the weekend, wrestling in the Big Ten Championships out in Ann Arbor. Best of luck to Coach Ursuline and company in that. Uh, we do have something going on on campus. We're, we're still doing swimming and diving? We got swimming and diving on campus? Yeah, we do. Our men's swimming dive team's holding team their boiler make it last chance this weekend. Um, on Saturday, the finals are at 5 p.m. And on Sunday, the finals are at 3.30 p.m. over in the Morgan J. Burke Aquatic Center. Um, admission is free both days for swim. That is awesome. So get on over to the Aquatic Center and check that out. Um, and then everybody, you know, baseball's wrapping up. Big Ten Wrestling Championships wrap up on Sunday. Softball wraps up on Sunday. Uh, we do have one last game, men's basketball game, in Mackey Arena uh, against Illinois. Can I still pick up tickets to that game? You cannot. It's sold out. But I hear there might be a giveaway. Yeah, if you uh, want to text Boiler Up right now to 765-447-4080, I'll get you in the running. And uh, one last time in Mackey, it's been a wild ride. Um, I know we didn't get the win on uh, on uh, Saturday last week, but, boy, it was so loud for that IU game. Absolutely amazing, and you could be a part of that atmosphere. One more time, uh, if you want to text Boiler up to 765-447-4080, we'll get you in the running and uh, try to send you that sold-out game against Illinois. That is at uh, 1230 on Sunday. Fox, national broadcast, you want to get your face in the place and uh, go cheer that on. And then it's like dead Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. So th- those are your chances to get out there. Um, it's never too late, too, to be talking about uh, your football season tickets. Make sure you're checking that out. All, all the ticket information, PurdueSports.com, right there, uh, Scott? Absolutely. Uh, it's so easy to do. Uh, all right, well, hey, a lot of stuff going on. Just not a ton of stuff on campus, but you can get I, I need to get out and see this women's tennis team again. No women's tennis this weekend? Not the- this week. Next week, though. Deny, they're so good right now, and uh, yeah, I want to keep uh, I want to keep talking them up because they're doing a great job here. But uh, they are back uh, next weekend, uh, taking on Rutgers too. We'll talk about that next week. But you guys uh, enjoy your weekends. Boiler up. We'll talk to you next week. Boiler up. Big thanks to those two as always. And uh, hey, don't forget uh, those tickets are up for grabs here. Purdue, Illinois. Uh, just text Boiler up to seven six five four four seven four zero eight zero, and we'll draw out a winner at the end of the show. Kyle Charter still coming up here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Uh, last night, uh, you know, Indiana with that loss takes themselves out of the running. Purdue will not share 
the Big Ten with Indiana. That leaves three teams remaining, Maryland, Michigan, and Northwestern. That's what's left uh, Maryland tonight on the road. Could take themselves out of the running uh, in Northwestern as well. Could Purdue get themselves a share. Uh, they get them or get the whole thing outright. They've already got the share, uh, but they do have to get past Maryland. They do have to get past Northwestern. Those are the only two. Those two have to win out, and uh, Purdue would have to uh, lose tomorrow at Wisconsin, and then they would also have to lose on Sunday against Illinois. But you know, Ohio State could do you a real big favor tonight. I, I look. I love Coach Shrewsbury. I hope. Fingers crossed. Please, 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 please. But I just don't. Um, I, I don't see that happening. But you know, those are rooting interests here for you tonight. Last night, you know, obviously with the IU thing, uh, that helps you tremendously. It it just does. So it just kind of comes down to that. That's what's left. If you want the Big Ten title yourself, you can win either tonight. You can win on Sunday. That does it. Or Maryland, Michigan, and Northwestern have to lose one of their final two games, both sitting, or all three sitting at 11-7. and seven. Maryland and Northwestern in action tonight. Best chance I think you have is Maryland losing tonight. Uh, Michigan does concern me a little bit here. So if you're hoping to get help and not having to worry about winning either one of those last games, they do go to Illinois, they do go to Indiana. They got that going for them, I guess. But I'm, I think we're good. I still think we're good. I think you know that we're good. One win. I like them tomorrow at Wisconsin. I like them at home. I don't care who they're playing. I'm always going to like them inside Mackey Arena, and you should too. But last night, Indiana took themselves out of the running. All they're doing, a home game against Iowa. Oh, well. Must stink to have a team come into your house that you're supposed to beat up on that somehow inexplicably has their greatest shooting performance on the road of the entire season. Must stink, huh? Deal with it. We got a break. Kyle Charters is next. Uh, he is on the play-by-play for Purdue Baseball. Uh, we'll talk with him a little bit about that. Maybe we'll sneak into something else, too, a basketball-related or so. Hang around. Kyle's next here on the Hammerdown Show on... Hey, welcome back to the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017TheHammer.com. Still got tickets. Purdue, Illinois, this Sunday, Mackey Arena. Text Boiler Up to 765 447 4080. That's the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Just text a Boiler Up to 765 447 4080. We'll get you in the running there. We'll draw out a winner from uh, all the text here at the end of the show. Speaking of the Blue Fox Heating Cooling Hammerhead Hotline, we're going to pop on over to it right now. And uh, we've got Kyle Charters, who, uh, you know, was the uh, filling guy for me here when I'm gone. You know him as a former writer for GoldenBlack.com. He is also a uh, play-by-play radio guy for Purdue Baseball. And uh, he's very proud of himself because apparently he shot himself a 91 today on the golf course. <laughs> Well, winter rules right there, Judge Smales. <laughs> yeah, there might have been a, a couple foot wedges mixed in there uh-huh. for uh, for March first, uh, as as you do uh, early on uh, in the season. But uh, I should point out too, I'm handicapped by my back injury. <laughs> You're uh, handicapped by a lot of things, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm handicapped by a lot, including my poor play. Uh, but also, I have a built-in excuse: I'm injured. So. Uh, but no, I actually think the I think the back injury helps a little bit. It keeps me from doing stupid things on the golf course, like trying to hit the ball too hard. 
Well, you definitely don't want to try to hit the ball at all uh, on the golf course. That's uh, that's pretty good. So, yeah, this 91 sounding more and more plausible by the second. Um, all right, look, let's uh, let's talk a little baseball here. Purdue baseball's kicked off their season now off to a 5-3 and three start. Uh, they go out, they win three out of four against Holy Cross. They go down to Sugar Land. I'm sorry, I got yelled at earlier because I said Sugarland and they were people were not happy. Uh, then they go and they take on uh, NJIT. Uh, that was a split over the weekend. Uh, oddly enough, they won one DH out of two, and then they won one regular one out of two. Uh, I don't know if that tells me anything, but it, it's <laughs> a it's a five and three start. Kyle, what are expectations for this ball club this year? And early on, are are they meeting those expectations? Well, that's a good question. I, I think that, you know, probably you want to win both series, go three and one in each one of those. So, you know, two and two against NGIT, though that's a pretty good program, pretty good team with some pretty good players on it. So I don't think there's any real shame in, in earning a split uh, in that first series. Um, you know, Akron this weekend down in North Carolina, you'd like to take three of the four, set up, up that big series uh, in Oxford against Ole Miss uh, next weekend, which I think will really be a bit of a measuring stick obviously uh you go south and play a true road series uh it's going to be a, a good test for you uh but purdue has a lot of its position players back from last season um couple of arms back uh from last season i think the the real tell for purdue this year, year is going to be how those arms develop how quickly they develop and whether you can get good quality uh starting pitching every weekend and if you can do that uh, I think you can build off of uh, what you did last season. Uh, can I answer that right now for you? No, I mean, you know, they've been okay. The starting pitching's been okay. The bullpen's been really good through the first couple of weekends. Um, but we'll see. I mean, the uh, the starters, a couple of the starters who, like C.J. Backer, has not pitched uh, real well his first two outings, which has been uh, maybe the biggest negative surprise. You, you have to expect, considering the way he ended last year, that he will find his form and find his form uh, rather quickly. So if that happens, uh, then Purdue will look a little bit better from a from a rotation point of view going forward. Has there been a, a positive surprise? Has anybody kind of uh, exceeded expectations early on? Oh, I, I think so. I mean, uh, a couple of your corner outfielders, uh, Cooper Cornblum, who is a, a transfer from Wichita, has played really well uh, in left field. Jake Jarvis, who is in his second year at Purdue, is the right fielder. Uh, really off to a, a great start uh, at the beginning of this season. Uh, so, you know, those two guys are giving you a little bit more production in the middle of the order. Um, and Purdue's offense has, has really been pretty good. I mean, as you would probably expect it to be um, with, you know, basically seven of the nine guys uh, back from last season, the two you're missing, uh, Troy Viola and Curtis Washington. But, you know, you've got other veterans. I think Purdue has... Um, uh, a little bit more depth, uh, perhaps, than what we have seen. They've got a couple of guys who have come off in big spots and, and uh, uh, gotten some, some opportunity and come through, which is good to see early on um, in the season. So I, I think there's a lot there to work with offensively for Purdue. Um, it's just a matter of you know getting that starting pitching and then getting into a bullpen that really uh, has, you know, has been pretty good. I think the numbers against NJIT uh, were uh, 2.57 ERA, just a 215 batting average against against the bullpen. So 
Uh, that's been a real, I, I, I don't know if it's a pleasant surprise. I'm not sure if it was a surprise to anybody, you know, within the program, but, but certainly good to see here uh, early in the season. Uh, we're talking with Kyle Charters here on our Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, you can hear him on the radio call for uh, uh, Purdue Baseball this season, who, uh, again, is down uh, in North Carolina for a, uh, another weekend series. Uh, they'll be taking on uh, Akron. Uh, let's kind of let take a step back here and let's talk about Coach Goff here for a second. Um, I know you were a uh, big proponent of him early on and trying to give him some patience. Uh, of course, we... How much did we talk about patience when we started coming out of COVID and all that stuff, right? And that really threw things for a loop. But, you know, a couple of seasons now, try to stabilize everything. It seems like it's, I won't say a revolving door with the assistants, but uh, it doesn't seem like there's been a ton of stability there. Kind of evaluate him and the coaching staff um, as to uh, how you think they've gotten this team prepared uh, heading into the season. Well, they, they've had stability with the within. I mean, the, the two assistants who've been around have been for what two and three years now, and, and Terry Rooney and Chris Marks. Uh, they did lose their volunteer assistant this year, but only because Daniel Ferruto took a full time job. So I don't think you can really fault anyone from Purdue to him for for doing that. Um, so there's been some stability. I, th- I think Purdue's building in the right direction. Um, I, I think that any coach who took over right in the COVID year was sort of stuck in a little bit of a bind. Um, and there were a couple of coaches who, who did in baseball and certainly did in other sports as well. And I think it, I, 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 you know, every, every situation is, is uh, certainly unique uh, and Purdue's was, but, uh, but I, I, uh, I think Purdue's building in the right direction, certainly. And, you know, getting to the big 10 tournament last year uh, was a step forward, getting back there and, you know, maybe moving up the standings a little bit would continue to show uh, that sort of progress. Uh, but I think that Purdue, uh, it looks to me like, is is headed toward a program that's going to be, you know, competitive in the mix there uh, for the Big Ten tournament every year. And you sort of want that consistency mm-hmm. with obvious then, you know, building toward years uh, that you can move up and compete and, and maybe win a championship like Purdue has done in the past. It feels to me like that's what uh, Purdue's angling toward and what Greg Goff has sort of been able to put together here uh, still early on in his tenure, I think. So, you know, being able to, to show that sustained consistency will still have to be done. But but it feels like that's uh, the direction that Purdue is headed. Uh, is this a team that can make it back to the Big Ten tournament again this season? Well, I think so, yeah, especially if, you know, the offense does what it – and, and sort of, you know, like what I said, if you can get the starting pitching now, you'll go from four games to three here after this weekend, uh, you know, in your weekend rotation. That will help things, uh, certainly. But, you know, you've got to get guys working a little bit deeper. Um, you know, Calvin Shapiro is coming back from Tommy John. He has not yet returned to the form that we saw a couple of years ago, even though he's made a couple of starts on the weekend. I, you know, I mentioned C.J. Backer. We, ha- we saw him last year pitch better than what he has pitched in the first couple of weekends uh, this year. So you would have to think that he would uh, return to form. So if you get those two guys back pitching the way that we know that they have in the past, and then Cal Steven, uh, who was great in a relief role, you know, performs well in a starting role, uh, does what he needs to do. And Jonathan Blackwell, who transferred over from Coastal Carolina, has been really good in his first two starts of this season. So... I mean, you've got some guys there, um, but you just need to see them a little bit longer to know that you're going to get that sort of consistency that you need. I mean, Purdue made the Big Ten tournament last year 
and the, 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 the starting pitching struggled because of injury. I mean, it just, you, it, you know, it, it was just throwing different guys out there. Um, you know, C.J. Backer sort of became the Friday guy at the end of the season almost by default and then did well in that role. Um, so hopefully this season you can stay a little healthier. You can develop some consistency there. You can throw the same three guys out there every weekend. I think if you do that, um, then, yeah, you can be right there. I, I do think that there is some parity in the Big Ten. I'm not sure that there is, you know, there there the league is great at the top, though Iowa's been off to a good start. You would expect that Maryland and Rutgers would be there. I just think that there are a lot of teams, you know, two through nine, two through ten, that are pretty evenly matched. And so it'll be interesting to see sort of how all that shakes out. So this is going to look like the the Big Ten men's basketball season, is what you're telling yeah. me. The standings are going to look like that? It could. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I just think that there, when you start to look down the list, once you get past, you know, like Maryland, Rutgers, Iowa, you know, to me, Illinois, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, Indiana, Purdue, I'm leaving somebody out. Did I say Illinois? Illinois. All those teams to me sort of feel very, very similar. So I think you know it'll be interesting. And, and schedules will matter. I think Purdue's got a little bit of a uh, of a uh, user friendly schedule this year. Uh, they play Michigan State, Northwestern the first two weekends. Those are going to be a couple of telling and key weekend series that Purdue will need to get off to a good start in the Big Ten. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, but the, the unbalanced schedules do certainly matter. Uh, and, and Purdue might have a little bit of an edge there. That's a brutal last couple of uh, last six games. It's three at IU and then three at home against Nebraska too. I mean, if yeah. uh, you're close there and you're trying to get into that big, t- that's uh, you really got to have it at the end of the season. And so when you say you feel like the depth has improved, and you know last year we're talking about you know injuries at that time, that that makes me feel a whole lot better about their chances getting into uh, uh, you know the Big Ten tournament and Lord willing a, a postseason berth on top of that. Yeah, I mean, you can look at that two ways. Indiana and Nebraska, last two weekends, those might be two teams uh, that you're competing with. So, you know, not always a bad thing to be playing them at the end of the season, um, you know, because you can make up a lot of ground or you can hold some teams off if you're playing them directly. So, uh, yeah, get off to a good start and, and then, you know, try to try to build on that this season. I think that'll be Purdue's goal. Well, before I let you go, anything else you want to get off your chest? You're, you're, I got to get you back on here at the end of next month. But uh, you, anything else you feel like you want to vent real quick on basketball? Did you want to apologize for <laughs> telling me to take Nebraska yesterday? Uh, I told you to take Nebraska for the first twenty-five minutes. After that, that was all. I <laughs> <laughs> you had to been shocked. You were shocked though by the Indiana score, right? I mean, Iowa doesn't shoot like that on the road. They don't. I. I, I was. Uh, curious how that game was going to turn out because I felt like Indiana and Iowa both might be due for a letdown. Uh, so, because, you know, it's hard to do what Iowa did in that game against Michigan State, come back and win in that fashion. You know, and then Indiana riding an emotional high, too. You had to wonder a little bit about the Hoosiers, but obviously uh, Iowa carried the shooting and the momentum into Assembly Hall. That was a pretty impressive performance. Looked like Caitlin Clark was out there shooting with them, too. I mean, for Pete's sakes, everybody was just hitting shots yesterday. It was crazy. Kyle Charters, again, you can hear him on the uh, radio broadcast here uh, once we uh, start getting more uh, Purdue baseball going. Uh, And then, of course, you hear him filling in for me here all the time, does uh, an adequate job of doing that as well. (laughs) 
Thank you. That was a great that scoff. Always keep, always keep me coming back with your high praise. Here. That that was a genuinely good scoff. I'll tell you that. That I really appreciated that one. You sold it really, really, really well, Kyle. It is always fun talking sports with you here. I miss having the show with you. You know that. So uh, I I love getting a chance to talk any kind of Purdue sports with you. So it's always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for making some time for us out of your busy golfing schedule today. <laughs> That's right. It's more, it's above 60. You know where to find me. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Have fun, buddy. Go sell a house for Pete's sakes. Get out of here. I did that yesterday. <laughs> I deserved a day. <laughs> he he needs know. a me day. All right, buddy. Take care. We'll talk to you later. All right? All right. We'll all see right, you. Bye, bud. All right. We're going to take another break here. Hey, uh, still got that last chance. Purdue, Illinois tickets. Text me, boiler up, 765-447-4080, and uh, we'll draw the winner at the end of the show. Last home game of the season is Sunday against Illinois. You can win your way in. Text me, boiler up, 765-447-4080, and you'll have your chance. We'll come back with the things we missed and more next here on the Hammerdown Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017. Last chance to give me a boiler up. Text it into 765-447-4080, and you can win my very last pair of tickets for Purdue and Illinois on Sunday, 1230 Mackey Arena, last home game of the season. Text that Blue Fox City Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Boiler up the 765-447-4080. We'll draw out a winner here here in about uh, nine minutes or so. I'll get after it. Time for some of the things we may have missed. Liv's golf season debut. So bad, a .18 on the CW, you didn't even know it was back. That averaged less than 300,000 viewers. Shows that did better. World's Funniest Animals. And a rerun of Masters of Illusion, whatever the heck that is. I mean, animals are funny. But that's not a good sign. By comparison, uh, the Honda Classic had 2 million. I was... One of those people watching because uh, Tyler Duncan was great on Sunday. So it's been bad over there. And it shouldn't surprise anybody. You can buy all the superstars you want. But how many times have we tried to revive the XFL and it hasn't been going great? How many times have we tried reviving this? They're going to get the USFL. And you're not going to watch that either. That's going to fledge too. You just, even established leagues, like, you look at when uh, the NHL had that lockout, in what year was that? It's like 03, 02, something like that, early 2000, and they had momentum, they were uh, a very well-watched league for a very long time, all the deals ESPN, they were gone for the year, and everybody moved on, including the broadcaster, it took them a long time. To claw back to where like TNT has them on and ESPN has them on a long time for them to get back what they had lost. And that's an established league with an established sport with history. Now Liv's trying to do this and, and just buy the best golfers. And there's one golfer you had to buy and you couldn't get him. And he told you no. That was Tiger Woods. If you could have gotten Tiger, that would have helped you. But now what are you doing? You've got some of the bigger-name golfers, but I don't think that fans of golf are really that dialed into them to where they're going to watch them wherever they go. You've got a tour. What's the biggest event on that tour? How does the scoring go with that, with the teams and all? It's all very confusing. There's no twists to the game at all. 
It's exactly like the PGA, except I know all those events and I know which ones are the fun ones, the ones that I want to watch. But you got to admit, losing to world's funniest animals is pretty damn embarrassing. Speaking of funny animals, as a Purdue fan, you had to enjoy the halftime last night at Louisville. They did Frisbee Dogs, which is always great, by the way. I love Frisbee Dogs. One of the Frisbee Dogs, and you know it's, you know it's going to happen eventually, right? Just up and took a squat on the Louisville floor. The only way it could have been better is if it would have been right on the logo. But it is hilarious. There's plenty of video on, on, on Twitter. Dude just up and took a squat, man. When you gotta go, you gotta go. I love frisbee dogs. I love animals. I, I, l- I love my dogs. But come on, there's a little piece of uh, of Purdue in you that goes, I'm glad that happened to Louisville. It's all kinds of fun. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the show. We're back again tomorrow getting you prepped for Purdue up in Madison. Plus, the women's team is also taking on Wisconsin and up in Minneapolis for the Big Ten Tournament. Lots to talk about tomorrow on the Hammer Down Show on 101.9.